a green hydrogen powerhouse. Let's talk about climate change. Yeah, something new and different is bringing to Radio National climate alarmism. I mean, honestly. How dare you? This is the last chance. So it's boiling outside. You've cranked up the air conditioner. But suddenly the room isn't as cold as what you set it to. So you try and change it back, but it doesn't work. It's almost like your partner or a gremlin is getting a hold of the remote for the air conditioner. But actually, it's being controlled remotely. And that's because it is. The state of Queensland, uh, the the power company there, the power company owned by the state of Queensland, I should say, have turned down nearly 170,000 air conditioners half a dozen times in the past couple of months. Now, this is to reduce pressure on the network at peak times, often on hot days when everyone's using the air conditioner. Basically, they're getting into the units through special meters, which you, the consumer, have installed in return for a cash rebate. Bruce Mountain is the director of the Victoria Energy Policy Centre at Victoria University. G'day, Bruce. Just tell me how this is... This is just a remote access, almost like IT uh, are coming in and logging into your computer if you forgot your password. This... Concept of remote controlling appliances certainly does sound new in Australia, is it? Um, this particular Queensland scheme uh, has been going for um, eleven years, um, but the idea of actually controlling appliances is is not new in power systems around the world. Um, they've had often separate electricity metered supply for water heating. Uh, and often they've used a radio signal to switch on and off loads. So the idea of uh, switching customers' loads to uh, to change the aggregate demand is not new. The Queensland scheme was slightly more advanced in the sense that it allowed you to switch off the heavy power-consuming element of an air conditioner but keep the fan going. And so many customers wouldn't have noticed that the heavy usage had changed the temperature much. And so it was one of those little fiddles that uh, was widely thought to not impose on customers, but yet uh, um, could decrease the aggregate demand. It, it was a surprise to me, and I think a, a lot of uh, energy users, certainly those who were perhaps renting or bought into a new property with these control measures already installed, uh, for this scheme or this technology to be available and, and uh, periodically used over the last couple of years is surprising. In Queensland, thousands of air conditioning units were turned off in just the last couple of months. How does this impact the network? Does it actually reduce pressure on the system? Well, that's certainly the plan. Um, over the 11 years of its history, it's hardly been used. And I've I've sought data on the impact of the usage of the scheme in decreasing peak demands. And that data is not available. So if they had a fantastic story to tell of the potential to decrease demands, I'm sure that we would have heard it. Um, Queensland in the recent past uh, has obviously had very high temperatures and it's been very humid. And those sorts of conditions, uh, if it's actually sustained over a week or so, can cause surging peak demands, um, which have happened. And so I think it's been used more recently. Um, But... These sorts of demand management schemes, uh, in many senses, in 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 um, power markets, are sort of thought of as the holy grail. To be able to get demand to follow supply can decrease the cost of supply. Um, but in practice, um, they've been 
much spoken about, but not really done a huge amount yet. This is all prescient in terms of what we might see as the electrification of everything continues. A lot of people would be using uh, the electric vehicles in association with solar power, so that may not be relevant. But the idea of high load or or high-powered uh, connections to your house and therefore to your grid and the control, the top-down control that that can exert, particularly as we get into this era when so much of our devices whether it be phones, air conditioners, cars, are connected uh, electronically is sort of concerning. Do you think that there is scope for this kind of control to be expanded? Um, uh, Yes, but it's very tricky. So as we decarbonise our power systems, we move from a stored fuel resource, coal and gas, to a variable resource, the wind and sun, and it becomes ever more important in order to get the benefits of the wind and sun, which is a cheap energy resource, but becomes very expensive when you need to store it. Um, And so to gain the benefit of it, we need to get demand to follow supply. Um, And and that's that's a huge challenge. It's becoming ever more valuable now to be able to do that. But as you rightly point out, customers have demands that vary from time to time. They have needs that vary. And the extent to which they're going to be willing to have um, a central authority or an electricity supplier control their resources is um, not obvious at all. Uh, there's been a great deal of experimentation with this. There's numerous fine minds seeking to understand the control systems and the data and do innovative things. Um, but the evidence seems to suggest that customers Uh, are rather keen on getting compensated for any loss of control over appliances and um, electric vehicles and so on that they purchase. Um, And so change has been uh, slow. Yeah, interesting. And obviously they are paying, yeah, being paid for the privilege, whether it be in the form of cash or a rebate. Those are the sorts of fine prints that most consumers probably don't look at too closely. Bruce Mountain is the director of the Victoria Energy Policy Centre at Victoria University. Thanks so much for your time. Good afternoon to you. Super. Thank you, Andy. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.